Welcome into the Deep Slant podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi. Can your internet do that? Well, welcome in podcast listeners. It's week four. The Texans traveled to Buffalo. They had a nice little 10-day, um, 10 days since their last game against Carolina. But here we go. It's uh, back into the regular season schedule, mode, whatever you want to call it. And lots of injuries that the Texans had coming out of the Cleveland game. And guys got a chance to get healthy. They got a chance to get healthy, get back on the field. So we will chat with Maddie Glab. She's the Buffalo Bills team reporter about that Bills team, what they look like on the opposite side of the ball. Josh Allen looks really, really good. And this Texans defense is going to have its hands full, but they're going to get some guys healthy back for the game. So it should be a good matchup. And Davis Mills in his second start has a little bit extra time to prepare. And this guy who has had time to prepare is now starting Roy Lopez, defensive lineman. He was a sixth round pick out of the 2021 draft, and he has really flashed um, some great plays in preseason and in the regular season, and he's just great to get to know. So I sat down with him for a really fun interview. We talked a little bit about football, and then, you know, he's got a lot of a lot of hobbies, a lot of talents. He does the salsa dancing. Um, he likes to cook and he loves professional wrestling. And he tells a great story about how he loved to watch The Rock. That's all coming up on this week's podcast. But first, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston. Stream Texans games on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network and count on a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? Let's get right into it, Roy Lopez. He played at Arizona, he played at New Mexico State, and here he is with the Texans making a name for himself and getting quite a few reps on the practice field and on the playing field and hopefully should do again so on Sunday. It's just a matter of time before he gets a sack in a game. We saw him get them in the preseason and we got all into it with Roy Lopez right here on the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Roy, you started your first NFL game, primetime on Thursday night. What was it like running out of that tunnel in front of the fans at NRG Stadium? Right. It was amazing. You know, just kind of took a deep breath, and uh, it was from the jump. You know, when they sang the national anthem, we kind of stand there and you reflect, you know, on, on your journey. It's like, man, this is crazy. It's actually happening, you know. But at the same time, you know, you worked to be in the position you're in, you know. So I was very blessed and very, very humbled to, to, to start. But at the same time, you know, the group of guys that I go to practice every day with, they make it easy, you know, and, you know, they'll they'll give me tips and everything. And, and you know, they make sure that I feel comfortable out there with them. And uh, we play off of each other and try to, you know, and, and win that way, you know. So, um, you know, individual success is group success. You know, group success is individual success. So that's the big thing we pre- preach between the four of us. So got to keep it going. Yeah, you've had a lot of opportunities. I know it's a, a really talented defensive line group a lot of guys in that room but you know you step up you've been playing more you've been you obviously got your first start Levy Smith says he's been really impressed with what you've been able to do so far but for you what do you think has been the toughest part about adjusting to playing in the NFL right I mean the toughest part is just you know it's a it's a job now you know so you don't have school you don't have study hall and all that the you know college but you know so but also the same, at the same time that's the best part you know you just you just have to talk football all day you know you watch film you go to meetings and and you know, you just get better, you know, and that's the biggest thing is uh, right now, you know, like you said, you know, being a rookie, that's all you got to do is just get better week after week and, and you know, numbers will come and, and, and everything like that. So, you know, when I reflect on my weeks and and, uh, and watch film, I just want to make sure I get better individually and be able to help my team and the D-line as a whole. 
because at the end of the day, you know, that's my job, you know, to, to just help the team win. Yeah, you don't have to study for like a math test <laughs> or write a paper or no. anything like that. You just go, you just go to your meetings and, yeah. and learn about football. Levy said that you're obviously you're, really, you're good against the run, but he said that he, he was impressed with your pass rush. And he said the thing that impressed him was that you could pass rush. So mm-hmm. he said that a knock against you, but it's not really something that you were asked to do a lot of in, in college. So how have you worked on that aspect of your game? I know it's been early so far. Right, but you know a lot a lot of people don't really um know like my college road and stuff like that, but you know I started at New Mexico State and there I played 3 technique and I even played some 5 technique, you know, that's just DN, you know, and uh just trying to get one-on-ones and and, and do pass rush, you know. I always try to tell people I'm good at pass rush, I can pass rush, you know. I'm not just a run stopper. <laughs> so, um I I I I've always joked with my coaches, you know, at the collegiate level, even here, you know, uh, Bobby King, he we, we still joke about it to this day. And uh, I was like, I can pass us now. I can, I can do it, you know. And, and you want to see some on third down, you know. But, uh, you know, he just gives me a smile. I was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> you know. But, um, you know, there's, there's, like you said, this this uh, this uh D-line core is, is, is very talented. You know, all the way down the line from Malik Collins to Whitney Merciless to Charles Amena, who is, is, you know, it's a round of group of guys that I've never seen, you know. Being, you know, being in the same room, and uh, it's fun to to steal things from them and and do it in practice and look at them and laugh and smile. I'm like, yeah, I just did your move. Like, it's okay. <laughs> but um, you know, I do it, and, and we joke about it, we laugh, and and uh, yeah, I'm I'm part of a great group of uh, D linemen that kind of feeds off of each other. You're taking some of their moves, but I haven't seen anyone attempt your salsa moves because <laughs> uh, you busted out that salsa dance in the preseason. Uh, how good of a dancer are you? Oh man! <laughs> is that uh, is there more? I feel like there's probably more than just the the few steps that we see out there on the field. No, I can dance, but I can't dance nothing, nothing too <laughs> much. Oh, my family's gonna laugh when they see that. <laughs> it's not like an ex- you're not gonna bust out an extended salsa if you ever like ran it back for a touchdown or anything like that. We're not gonna see something like that. Oh no, y'all are gonna see something totally different. I don't really? know yet. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I gotta think about Work that. Work on one, it, but. Uh, a touchdown, that's a different celebration. So. All right. You're really talented because I've heard uh, you also can throw down in the kitchen. You're a pretty good cook. <laughs> uh, have you had a chance to cook for the D-lineman yet? I haven't yet, but uh, I plan to. Um, I'm not that great, but I do like to cook. My family is a big, big, big cooking family. Uh, we throw down, so I definitely ask them for some, some advice on what to cook the D-line. But I will. I want to cook the, I want to cook the D-line some dinner. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, was yeah. if when you do cook for the D-line, and what's the spread going to look like? It's, it's going to be a, a – Like, what's a, the menu going to yeah, look gonna like? Yeah, it's going to be a Mexican-type, a Mexican type, you know, dish. And, okay. And it's going to be tacos. It's going to be enchiladas. It's going to be rice and beans and, and some chips and some salsa. You know, so, um, you know, be able to have them eat, eat, you know, what I eat and what I can't eat. You know, at the same time, so you know during season you gotta watch what you eat. So I can't I can't be eating that stuff too much, but um, definitely gonna have them over, have some uh, some some corn tortillas and, and, and cheese, and, and give them some grease. You know, for 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 the appetite. But well, you you went to school in New Mexico. I've been in New Mexico before. They've got like New Mex, and then in Texas they've got Tex Mex. Yeah. So yep. how do how do I mean you're a, you seem like a food connoisseur. How do those two compare? Oh it's yeah, Mexican food. Yeah, the food is amazing in Las in Las Cruces, New Mexico. That's where the rest of the states at. But the food is is it's, it's really good in New Mexico. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's one of the better parts to go to New Mexico State is for the food. But uh, but nah, Houston, the Tex-Mex here is is great. You know, and you know I've only gone like two times because, like I said, I gotta watch what I eat when I'm out here, especially during season. But you know I've gone to a couple places and it it 
you know, blew my expectations away from the jump. You really? Know? So, you mm. know, I, I grew up in Arizona, so I never really had too much tech specs. But once I came out here, I uh, I experienced it, experienced it, and I understood what everybody was talking about. You see about. what the hype is yeah. about. Okay, so one of the things that we know about you, and I know we've talked about it over and over again, is that you're a wrestler, which um, is kind of a big deal because we've got like four or five wrestlers on this team, which I don't think I ever remembered having so many, seeing so many guys that have had wrestling backgrounds. But I had heard that you used to watch professional wrestling mm -hmm. growing up. So who was your favorite wrestler and why? Yeah, it was The Rock. You know, oh, it okay, was, uh, yeah. It was, I mean, that's a favorite, though. You know, it's sure. a fan favorite. So I always watched him. I watched Rey Mysterio. Okay. All, all, all the big names, you know, but uh, it was definitely The Rock. I had a little TV that had its own VHS system on it <laughs> at the bottom. And so you seem I had, too young for a VHS system. Oh, you, but, you know, at the time, you know, we didn't have you know enough for a flat screen in my room, you know, so we just had a little box <laughs> TV. It was about this high. And at the, at the bottom, it had a little VHS yeah. spot. And I just pop in. It was literally called The Rock. You know, I just popped in a little The Rock video, and, and I'd watch it. I don't know how many times a day, but I had the little action figure. You know, Rock. Mm -hmm. You know, oh man, my family's gonna laugh when they see this. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Well, okay, but, so 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 you since you love professional wrestling and you are a wrestler, I feel like have you ever thought about what your professional wrestling name might be? <laughs> no, I have. You must have. I have. I have it. But what would your character be if you did professional wrestling? Oh man, I don't know. It'd be something, something, uh, something big though. Like you know, kind of like how the Big Show and the Undertaker were. You know, I'd like to, I'd like to take over the scene if I ever were to get in that field. But yeah, definitely not. I probably, yeah, I probably want to be like a tag team. I probably just you want to be your own act, right? Maybe like, I don't know. <laughs> you you do the salsa. You could be like the salsa instructor. <laughs> like, well, you gotta have a backstory. You know, like you could be yeah. like like a part-time salsa instructor who's <laughs> looking for revenge. I don't so know. What would walk your out, my walkout would be like a salsa. Yeah. You like salsa go. out to the, to the ring. Um, you, which, what you got to have a finishing move, right? Yeah, you gotta have I'm a sure the fans move. would love it. I'm sure the Just, fans would love it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you got to, I mean, you're like the, the rock is a triple threat. You're like a triple threat. You got the cooking, <laughs> you've got, <laughs> you've got the dancing, you've got playing football. Like you got right. a lot, you got a lot to draw off of. Right. Yeah. Um, my sister and her husband, you know, my brother-in-law are actually very big WWE fans. Okay. So I'm sure they've thought about it. I'm sure they've thought about what sort of finishing move I have. So, you know, I can ask them, and I'm sure they'll give me some good ideas. But there's a there's a guy, he has long hair, and they always, like, used to joke about me, you know, with my hair and him. I forget his name right now. but There are yeah. a lot of wrestlers. Well, like back in the day when it was WWF, there were a lot of wrestlers with right. long hair. Right. I feel like you got the whole look going on. This yeah. is something <laughs> – Roy, I'm going to be disappointed if you don't come up with a nickname – a backstory and a finishing move for yourself <laughs> at some point in your career because this, it's you just you fit the bill really well. All right, so is this giving you any ideas for potential celebrations? Oh man, for the touchdown? Yeah, I feel like we've done the salsa. We've talked about cooking. We've talked yeah, about wrestling. Yeah, it, the thing is, if I score a touchdown, it'll definitely be a group celebration, right? It's not just going to be an individual because I like you know when you unlike see on your TV, wrestling career, right? Which, okay. When you see on TV, you know in and the whole defense gets in a line and they start doing something or they'll do like a bowling skit or something. <laughs> Those are the funniest Those ones. Those are really funny. You know, so that's definitely something, you know, I would try to do. You know, if a touchdown's in my future, um, I would like to get everybody incorporated. That way it's funny. You know, we can record it. I'll keep it, you know, forever and be able to look at it and laugh and everybody will look back on it and laugh. And uh, 
hopefully make like the team highlight tape and all this. Stuff. Oh, that I think for sure it will. All right. What about for you for the rest of the year? What What are some of the things that you want to work on to really get better here in your rookie year? Right. You know, it goes back to just being better every week. I just want to improve every week, whether it's stopping the run, rushing the passer, you know, holding the bag. You know, that's all. That's all I want to do. I want to keep improving. That way, you know, when I go to bed at night and, and you know, I can be happy with, you know, and look myself in the mirror and say, you know, I improved. And uh, whether it's watching film and, 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 you know, talking to the vets and, and, you know, sometimes I might ask too many questions because I'm just in their ear. You know, I just want to know. And, uh, you know, I talk to uh, Jacob Martin a lot. I talk to Malik Collins a lot. I talk to Vincent Taylor a lot. You know, and I just try to learn, you know, because they've been in it. You know, the average time in the NFL, I think, is three years. You know, so and all these guys are past three years, so they're doing something right. You know, so it's good to ask questions and, and learn from them and, uh, you know, just kind of pick their brains and just keep growing. So that way, you know, when I'm in their shoes five, six, seven years down the line, hopefully, you know, if God blesses me to play that long, you know, I'll be able to tell the rookies, you know, I was in your shoes, you know, I can answer your questions, you know. So that's what I look forward to. Well, we're looking forward to seeing more of you this season, Roy. Always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us Thank today. Thank you. I appreciate you. I expect the next time I interview Roy Lopez to have a backstory, have a nickname. We did a player reporter several years ago, and we asked players who their uh, wrestling, what their wrestling nickname would be, what their backstory would be, what their finishing move would be. And I was so impressed with the no, the amount of detail that players have put into this. So maybe Roy's just a rookie and uh, he, he has some time to start thinking about these things since he's not studying for a math test or going to lectures. He's uh, just preparing for football every day. So this is what I think players talk about. And I think we, we interviewed JJ on a Player Reporter and he said since he was from Wisconsin that his finishing move would have to do something with cheese, like pouring fondue on a player's head. It was very, very strange, but very, very funny. So. Anyway, can't wait to bring back that Play Reporter series. That was a lot of fun. And uh, can't wait to check in with Roy Lopez as the season goes on because I think the arrow is definitely pointing up for him. All right, well, David Culley, he goes back to Buffalo on Sunday. That's where he spent two years as um, the quarterback's coach. He sort of bridged the gap between Tyrod Taylor in 2017 and then Josh Allen's rookie season in 2018. And here is Josh Allen now. Uh, we saw him with, in the wild card playoff game a few years back, and, and he is red hot. He signed that big contract in training camp. A lot of expectations for this Bills team. A lot of expectations on Josh Allen. What do they expect for Sunday when they face the Texans? I had a chance to catch up with my friend Maddie Glab. She's a team reporter for the Buffalo Bills. Here she is on the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. It's the Texans up at Buffalo. A lot of familiarity with these two head coaches, Sean McDermott and David Culley. So, you know, what have they been saying about this Texans team and, and David Culley coming up there this week? Yeah, I mean, I feel like every time we play an opponent, uh, last week it was the Washington football team and Sean McDermott has a lot of ties with Ron Rivera. And so every every week, it's almost like there's someone new who, who there's a close tie with Sean McDermott or someone on our coaching staff. So Coach McDermott definitely reminisced a little bit uh, with David Culley and in, in what he brought to the Buffalo Bills and uh, what they had together in Philadelphia, which is where they kind of started their connection on. Off. So I feel like when you have those types of connections, you go back to the playbook, you figure out, okay, maybe what is some of the similar stuff that was in it there? Do we need to change some things up here for week four? Yeah. And David Culley is going to face Josh Allen, who 
he was a quarterback's coach there during Allen's rookie season. So here's Josh Allen. He already had a strong 2020 performance, but he's coming off that record setting performance against the Washington football team, 358 yards passing four touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. I mean, I know expectations were high for Josh Allen this year, but has he done anything that's really surprised you this year? I think what has surprised me the most, and it's not like I haven't seen this from Josh so far, but just the poise that he's had to start the season. I mean, he starts off week one and week two, and his completion percentage is below 60%. And some of the stats are rivaling stats from his first two seasons as an NFL quarterback. And so it's quick to think, you know, what is wrong with him? What's going on with the offense? Is he going to come back and return to this player that we saw last year? And here he comes in week three and has that breakout game that a lot of fans uh, and media members, at least people who work for the team, were hoping for. And so I think it was nice to just see him snap back into it as quickly as he did. He didn't seem worried about it. The offense didn't seem worry about, worried about it. He had a lot of poise and showed a lot of confidence, I thought, even through those first three weeks, his team had his back. And so I'm just looking for him to continue on what he did during the 2020 season and carried it into 2021. I think that's something that's going to be surprising to me is to see if he can sustain what he did last year and keep it consistent because some of the numbers he put up last year were just incredible. He broke so many single season records through for so many yards, had a great completion percentage, uh, had a bunch of 300 yard games, had a Another one last week. So I think the consistency, if he can keep it going, is going to surprise me, which I, I believe he can do it because he's just that type of athlete. All right. Well, he made a lot of headlines in training camp when he signed that contract extension with the Bills, a six-year contract extension. He's now one of the highest paid players in the NFL. But a few weeks ago, when the Bills shut out the Dolphins 35 to nothing, I saw a press conference clip of Josh Allen saying that he could have played better. So what sort of expectations does Allen have on himself after signing that contract? And, and what sort of expectations do the bills have for the 2021 season? I think it's, it's pretty simple. It might not be simple in what the task actually is, but it's simple in the fact that they have repeated this so many times. When you ask Josh Allen about his goals being the Buffalo bills quarterback, it's to get to the Super Bowl. It's to be a world champion. That's what the Buffalo Bills drafted him to do. There's a lot of pressure and weight on his shoulders, but he is performing really well. He has the weapons around him that he needs to be able to have this high-powered, efficient, uh, high-scoring offense that they had last year. They have the defense uh, that has been holding up for them so far through three weeks. That's a very forceful defense that likes to take the ball away. So I think the expectations are high for this group. There's no one that has higher expectations than they do inside of that locker room. Uh, so they believe that they can go far in the season. They made it to the AFC championship game last year, lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. They're letting that fuel them a little bit this year. They, if you ask them, they say they're still angry about that loss and they're letting their anger take them into this season. Uh, so they have high hopes. They have high expectations and, and rightfully so because their play backs up what they want to do. Well, it was a rough start, though, to the 2021 season. They lost to Pittsburgh in week one. Um, everyone was sort of surprised that they came out the way that they did. But, of course, they turn around, they win the last two games. But after that week one game, how did Sean McDermott 
get his team back on track. What it, what was the message to the team? How did the players sort of regroup after that week one loss? Yeah, that week one loss was a little bit uncharacteristic for the Buffalo Bills. They only scored 16 points, uh, which is rare. They had some special teams issues, some problems, which led to a touchdown for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you take a touchdown off the board for the Pittsburgh Steelers, that game gets a lot closer. Uh, but one thing I think that the Bills were lacking in that game and one thing that the defense owned up to was that they didn't have any takeaways against the Steelers. The Steelers have an incredible defense uh, with TJ Watt, and they have a really strong defensive front. And in the last two games that the Buffalo Bills had played against the Steelers, they were both wins, but they were wins because they had takeaways. And so that was something that they were missing in that game. So I think you pair the takeaways with the inefficiency of the offense, and they were able to do that in week two and week three. Their offense looked better as they went on in the season against the Dolphins and then against the Washington football team. And the defense has had takeaways in the last two games and not just one takeaway. It's been multiple takeaways for this group. All right. Yeah. The last two weeks, it seems like the fast starts have really been happening for the Bills. Uh, got up to a 21 nothing lead against the Washington football team and obviously the shutout against the Dolphins. Has the offensive coordinator there, Brian Dable, has he done anything differently to get this team off to fast starts? What do you what do you think is behind them getting out ahead and, and scoring early? I think the fast starts is, is part of their identity. It's, it's something that uh, they did last year as well. And I think the way that Brian Dayball puts his offense together is for the strengths of his playmakers. He wants to run plays that put guys in good situations. He is not afraid of listening to his weapons, listening to Josh Allen to see, to understand, hey, uh, this didn't work for us. Let's try something new this week. Or, hey, we really like this play. Let's let's put it in again this week. Or I have an idea. Uh, what do you think about using this against the Houston Texans? Uh, he really listens to his players and, and lets them kind of help create this offense. And so I think what you see on Sundays or when game day is, I think you see an offense that, that really suits every single person on the team. And I think the fast starts scoring on the first drive, uh, it's been because they've had those small plays uh, that help Josh Allen get into a rhythm. Uh, they start out small and then they, they get going with some bigger chunk plays. But I think it's just getting Josh in that rhythm, getting his confidence up early that has really helped this offense out to the fast start that it's had now averaging over 31 points a game through three weeks. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure having this core of wide receivers certainly helps with the fast starts and with Josh Allen's performance. When you look at the numbers, they added 12-year veteran Emmanuel Sanders this offseason. But when you look at his numbers with Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs, they're so close. Sanders and Beasley both have 194 yards receiving. Diggs has 191 yards receiving. I'm not sure if I've ever seen three receivers uh, with so many yards receiving and so close to one another, but is there a true number one target for the bills? I mean, how do they spread? I know they spread the ball around really well, but do you see an emerging number one target for the bills? I mean, last year was Stefan Diggs. He led the league in receptions and receiving yards this year. He's not off to the start that he was, but I think that's just because he was the guy last year. And a lot of defenses have a lot of tape on him and with the weapons, with the amount of receivers and running backs that this offense has, it's nice to spread the ball 
ball out because it, it makes it tougher for the defense to scheme up against so many different weapons, not just different weapons in position groups, but like different weapons in the variety that they provide to the Buffalo Bills offense. So at this point, I don't think there's a number one wide receiver just because they've been spreading the ball out to so many people from Cole to Emmanuel to Stefan to even our tight end Dawson Knox. So I think at this point, and we'll see as, as the season goes on, but right now it, it seemed like seems like pick your poison as to who has the hot hand each game. All right, let's talk about that Bills defense. Five takeaways in the last two games, including two for touchdowns. I mean, we've heard so much about this Bills front, the Bills secondary, but what do you think is the true strength of this Bills defense? I mean, I think it starts up front. This is a pass rush that is new and improved from last year. They were not happy with the pressure the pass rush was getting with four people. Uh, so they go on draft Greg Rousseau in the first round uh, to add him to the group. And he's had two sacks throughout the last three weeks. He had those two sacks against the Miami Dolphins. So exciting for him to have a nice start to the season uh, and see some of that payoff that he's had from all the hard work he, he did during training camp. But I think not just the front four, it's the rotation that they also have. This is a defensive line that is going to rotate through all eight players who are active on game day and so they're wearing out offensive lines who are in the game for more than 50 percent of the time so they're throwing fresh legs at an offensive line throughout the game so I think that's really what sets the tone up front and then on the back end you have two incredible linebackers in Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds who are a force uh, Matt Milano has forced recovered two fumbles in the last two games. And so he's someone who's kind of been all over the field for this defense. He ties for the NFL lead with six TFLs right now. And then you go to our secondary, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. They both had interceptions last week against the Washington football team. So this is a very mature defense who has been together for multiple years now. And I think it's that maturity and the continuity that allows them to play at the level that they're playing at right now. It's going to be a big challenge for Davis Mills, uh, rookie quarterback for the Texans in his second start. Maddie, what other storylines are you guys working on or looking at this week as the Texans get ready for the Bills? I've got to say one player that I'm really excited about so far this year is our tight end Dawson Knox. He is someone who almost was a, a quarterback. When you look back to his college days, he played at Ole Miss, didn't have uh, too much time as a tight end. And so his stats were slim, uh, but the Buffalo Bills, when they drafted him, thought that this guy could be a great tight end for the team and for what they need from a tight end in their offense. And his first two years, he struggled a bit with some drops, uh, with some drops that come in bad times and some drops that you think this guy should be catching the football. He's an NFL tight end. And so he's really taken that to heart during the off seasons, worked with a hand eye coordination coach, and he's taken that to the next level this off season, because this year uh, he looks like a different tight end. He's catching really tough balls uh, that I don't think he would catch last year. So he's had a nice start. He's not a, a number one target by any means, but he's had some really impressive catches to start the season. And that's what Josh Allen has kind of been lacking so far as an NFL quarterback. He hasn't had that tight end. He hasn't had that Travis Kelsey or George Kittle in the offense. Not that Dawson Knox is going to be that this year, but he really hasn't had a tight end that he can lean on. So if he can lean on Dawson Knox throughout this year, I think that helps Josh 
Josh Allen elevate his game and take it to the next level. Just one more guy that he can go to. All right. Good stuff. Maddie Glab, team reporter for the Buffalo Bills. Maddie, appreciate the time. Look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Thanks, DP. Great stuff. We call that Enemy Sidelines. It's presented by Microsoft. You can catch the video version up on HoustonTexans.com. Also on HoustonTexans.com, if you want to know more about the storylines heading into each Sunday's game, I write a pretty comprehensive story called Notes and Quotes, and it tells you sort of what's going on during the week and what players are having to say and what the coaches are saying about some of the big storylines trending for this week four matchup. I do it every week, so check that out. Also, check out the pregame show, Texans Unlimited, presented by Verizon. Drew Doherty and I will bring you the top storylines heading into the game, the actives, the inactives list, which has been a um, kind of a storyline in itself the past few weeks with all the injuries. So a lot of guys getting healthy. Hopefully she'll be back for Sunday, including Kaimi Fairbairn. You can catch that on the pregame show. We also answer fan questions and give you a live look at the field up in Buffalo expecting rainy weather in Orchard Park. So we can show you that live. Best pregame show for the Houston Texans. You're not going to get it anywhere else. You're going to want to tune in. Just download the Houston Texans mobile app. We'll keep you posted. Um, and, you know, we talk about it on Twitter and everywhere else. So if you've got social media, you're good. If you don't, just download the Houston Texans mobile app and you'll be set. Well, that's going to do it for our podcast for this week. Thank you so much for tuning into the Deep Slant podcast presented by Xfinity. Thank you so much for the support and for the listens. And as always, go Texans.